Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Sunday Take. I'm Blaise Olson, your host. It is October 16th, 2022. We are just over three weeks away from Election Day. And the feeling in the state as I've traveled is that things are tightening. We had that uh, Survey USA KSTP poll that showed... The governor's race had 10 points, uh, and that was the same poll that showed uh, walls up by 18 previously. Nobody ever thought it was 18 points, but there is this sense of tightening. And, and the question is, where is it tightening? Conventional wisdom would say that it's tightening in the suburbs. And so we're going to talk about the suburbs and, and Minnesota state Senate seats this week, because there's a lot of them in play or... Democrats and Republicans are looking at these seats as as good measurements. Some of them were Republican solid seats that went Democratic. Did they go Democratic because of Trump? Was it something else? That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk two candidates, uh, Kathleen Falk from the YZ, um Minnetonka Beach Lakes area, one of the wealthiest districts in the state maybe the wealthiest district in the state. Uh, we're going to see why she's running, what the issues she's hearing at the door. And then we're going to talk to Senator Steve Swadzinski. He's a senator who uh, from Eden Prairie who took a seat that had been held by Republicans for a long time in 2016. And it's still a tight district. So we're going to see what he's hearing at the doors and where we're at. In the next segment, we're going to walk through kind of some of these districts to watch. I'm Blaise Olson. It's Sunday Take on News Talk 830 WCCO. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Sunday Take. So as we look at the week ahead, just let's... uh, Let's kind of mark our calendars. Monday, 6 p.m., Attorney General's debate here on WCCO. Tuesday, Governor's debate down in Rochester. Uh, no Twin Cities coverage, uh, but you can stream it online. Uh, and we'll have all the coverage and commentary here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Third Wednesday is the Minnesota Business Partnership Dinner. It's kind of like this. I don't know, prom or homecoming for the public affairs and business community. And I'm really curious what the business community's mood is this year. They have not been invested as heavily in the governor's race, but they are incredibly invested in these legislative races. So we'll watch that. But bef- but as we talked about in the open and before we get to our guests, I want to look at around the metro area at a few Senate seats uh, that are interesting to me. Uh, one of them is Senate District 35. This is in the northern suburbs. This is where uh, incumbent uh, Senator Jim Abler is running against a woman named Carrie Rearhauer. The district shifted a lot, but the numbers begin to show how the shift worked. So For instance, in 2016 presidential race, this was a Donald Trump plus 5.7 district in the presidential election, 4.2% race. This is in Noka County, Coon Rapids, uh, that area. Um, And it's blue collar. Um, It's... uh, it's got independent expenditures for both sides. But as I talked to people this week, they are sensing that Abler has um, is doing well. Uh, he's on the doors. He's working hard. But a lot of this is in Anoka County. And Anoka County has traditionally been a more red county than other metro counties. But Tim Walls barely won it in 2018. And so I look at this Senate district, how Tim Walls performs there, how Democrats perform there compared to 2018, and then how Republicans um, and Jim Abler perform there compared to 2016 and 2020, where there was a nine-point swing. That's a huge swing in four years. So in 2016, plus five, then Tim Walls does well, then Joe Biden does well. And so one of the things to watch is without Donald Trump on the ballot, how do these more traditional Republican seats move? Another seat to watch is up in Senate District 36, Senator Roger Chamberlain. Uh, He faces 
off against Heather Gustafson. Um, this is a seat that uh, is strong for Democrats. Democrats only won it by a one point in 2016, but they won it by 9.6 points in 2020. Again, a huge eight-point eight swing. So Democrats should be favored here. Gustafson's a teacher. Chamberlain's the chair of the Senate Education Committee. If Democrats can hold their enthusiasm and Republicans kind of fall off, this could be a, a pickup for Democrats that we're watching. Then down in the Southeast Metro, Senate District 41. This is an open seat. Uh, again, it was a plus two seat in 2020 for Joe Biden, but it was a plus four seat for Donald Trump in 2016. And so as we look at the shift there, it's not as big as these other districts. This is also a very blue collar seat. Um, Dipple is more conservative than uh, other Republicans might be. Uh, Seaburger uh, comes from the more suburban, affluent part of the district. He, she's from Afton. He's from Cottage Grove. So think of that dichotomy of of uh, of culture. So that's another one to watch. Uh, if Republicans pick up that, it would be a pickup. Carla Bigham holds the majority of that seat now. All right, now I want to flash forward to the western suburbs. Um, Senate District 45. So this is a fascinating Senate district, and we're gonna, this is where Kathleen Falk, the Republican, is running. We had tried to get Kelly Morrison on. She uh, couldn't make it at the last second. But this is a district that um, is Deep Haven, Excelsior, Long Lake, uh, Minnetonka, Minnetonka Beach, Orno. We'll call it the Gold Coast of the Western Suburbs, all the areas around Lake Minnetonka. Wealth maybe the wealthiest district in the state. Half of the district is blue, half of the district is red. And so it makes it a true 50-50 district that when you go to kind of who turns out, who doesn't turn out, you start to see it. So let's look at the numbers in this district even more granularly. So this district in the 2012, on the more Republican side, it was a 58% Mitt Romney district. And by 2020, it was a 49% Donald Trump district. So nine point Republican drop in two elections. They voted for Trump 54% in 2016. The other half of the district, the more Democratic side of the district, Mitt Romney, Romney got 47% there in 2012. Donald Trump got 34%, so a 13-point swing there. Kelly Morrison is a Democrat. She's in the House. She's moving, trying to move up to the Senate. Kathleen Falk is a Republican. So you have two women running against each other. Um, and this is where women voters are going to matter. I would say this. This is an example of where if Democrats have a bad night, Kelly Morrison probably loses. If Democrats have a good night statewide, then Kathleen Fout probably loses. But that's the feeling here because of the closeness of the sides of the district. Um, I also think this is a district where 
women are going to be, I think, pretty passionate about the abortion issue, similar to kind of the Dinah, St. Louis Park, White Bear, kind of second ring, more affluent suburbs. That's where I think that kind of the energy around the Dobbs decision is going to play out. All right. Then we're going to go uh, one district over, uh, a little to the south. Um, This district is, um, I'm just pulling it up here. So this uh, is Eden Prairie and part of Minnetonka. We're going to talk to Senator Steve Swadzinski. He knows this area. He was a teacher at Eden Prairie High School. Um, he's he's really kind of got a pulse. And Eden Prairie shifted. It was a solidly Republican district until 2016 when Swadzinski won there and Donald Trump struggled. It's about a 52-48 in favor of Democrats district. And so as you look there, you have a civil race there. Um, Swadzinski... Uh, has a little bit of an advantage, I would say, just because he knows the district. Um, but his opponent, he told me, is running a very civil race. Um, and as you start to think about that, um, you know, you, you start to understand that not everything has to be nasty. His opponent is an African-American woman named Marla Helseth. Um, She's talking about new energy, new ideas, new leadership. Um, And this is the kind of place where it's not the crime of Minneapolis, but it's, you know, Catholic converters being stolen. It's mental health issues. It's drugs. It's how do we feel about our schools? So this is a district that I think if this district were to shift, it's a disastrous night for Democrats and Republicans pick up multiple seats. But if this seat holds, then you'll start to see, I think, a more solidified split state government. So those are the key Senate seats we're watching. We talked about Dakota County on an earlier show. So if you want to go back and talk about that state Senate seat or hear about the dynamics there. But all signs are this race is closing. The more that the economy and inflation affect people's pocketbooks, the more that crime is more prevalent. And then just the energy around the choice issue. I think that's what we're trying to measure. In the suburbs, what are people feeling and do they turn out the way they have in 2018 or 26 or 2014? That's what we'll watch. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk to Kathleen Falk. She's running for the state Senate. Um, why is she running? What's she hearing at the door? And what does she want to do if she wins? I'm Blois Olson. You're listening to Sunday Take on News Talk 830 WCCO. Welcome back to Sunday Take. I'm Blois Olson, your host. As I mentioned in the open, we are talking about kind of the mood of the suburbs. And there's been so much talk about suburban voters and women in the suburbs that if you look around with these redistricted seats, you start to see some districts that could be a bellwether this year, not just for that region, but for the mood of the state from the top of the ticket down to legislative races. And joining me now is Republican candidate for the Senate in District 45, Kathleen Falk. Thanks for joining me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for allowing me to take some of your time today. 
Well, let's just start with the basics. Uh, you've been a realtor. Uh, you probably don't need a job. What would prompt you to run for the legislature in 2022? Well, that's a really good question. It's a really simple answer. Um, my three grandchildren, Ellie, Cora, and Vivian, were the three main reasons I decided to jump into this race. Yeah, I just feel like Minnesota's a mess, and we can do so much better for my children and for everyone's. When you say that, and I look at the district, and I'm not going to get you know deep into the weeds of the district with with you, but um, but there's two sides of this district. One is pretty solidly DFL for a long time. One is solidly Republican. What are you hearing at the doors? What are the issues that if you're out door knocking? you're getting a sense that are, you know, are on people's minds this year. Sure. Absolutely. Um, knocked thousands of doors and what I'm hearing at the doors is consistent, whether I'm in the West side or on the East side, crime is on the mind of the voters. Crime is on the rise and everyone's wallet is feeling the squeeze and they're concerned that our children are being left behind. What do you mean by left behind? So I feel like in this climate that we're in currently, there's been so much discussion and pushback on both sides, right? When it comes to education, how to educate, what to say, what to not say, whether we should have transparency in the classroom or not, it's just gotten to be, you know, kind of out of control. And I just really believe we need to get back to the basics, let our parents parent, let our teachers teach and, you know, grant our kids especially the K through third graders, grant them the grace of innocence. Let them be kids. You know, there's, there's going to be enough time for them to, to grow up. But um, I just really believe we just need to get back to the basics. So when you look at the trends, and this is what I do, um, obviously you probably understand it, um, but you look at the trends, especially in presidential races and um, Senate District 45, and we should mention it's kind of Lake Minnetonka area. This is an area where Republicans were strong for quite a while, but the numbers shifted, especially between, you know, 2012 and 2020. And it, it seems to be an area where president Trump was less popular than previous Republicans. Does anybody bring up the 2020 election is, is, um, is Trump talked about at the doors or, or, is that any part of the conversation? Because one of the dynamics I'm watching this year is how the mood of the, the state is different in a non-presidential year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, of course, Trump's name comes up from time to time at the doors, but, you know, he's not on the ballot this go around. So, and the voters know that we need to focus on the things that we can improve upon and move towards a better Minnesota and not be left in, you know, this, this, this space where everybody's um, fighting each other. I think everybody really wants to move on and, and see what we can get done in a positive fashion. What are the issues that you particularly want to work on if you're elected? Yeah, well, crime is the number one reason why I jumped into this race. We can do so much better than what we're doing today. Um, the arrest and the release policies that, are, that continues to happen is alarming. Um, the charitable bail programs that are allowed to to exist are just uh, disturbing, to say the least. Um, 
And, you know, when it comes to fentanyl crossing into our borders and not seeing fentanyl as serious of a drug that it is, it's not even equal to a heroin when it comes to the sale of fentanyl in our state. It's just like, where, where are we at as, as a legislator, as a people, we can do so much better. Obviously it's a wealthy district. And when you bring up crime, it's obviously a different mindset than, you know, the core cities. What is, what are the A types of crime or, you know, the fears around crime or the experiences around crime in the district? Sure. That's a really good question. So just focusing on Minnetonka alone, I just pulled a a date out of the hat, September 17th, and Minnetonka Police Department was called out 104 times. And that's not traffic related um, issues. It's people concerned about their alarms going off or trespassing or harassment. And, you know, of course, it's people falling and they need they need help. But it's also was a drug overdose on the 17th of September. That's people are concerned about that. And of of course, what's the big the big thing that's on everyone's mind is the car related thefts that are happening really all over the district. In Minnetonka alone, car related thefts are up 94.7 percent. That's that's got to stop. And if we continue on allowing crime to not have consequences, we're going to we are going to make crime be something that's just okay and allowed and we can't one of the issues obviously that's on you know voters minds especially women and you're running against uh Kelly Morrison um is the supreme court's decision on Roe versus Wade does that come up at the door what's the mood of the district because you know frankly you know kind of conventional wisdom would be that this would be a, you know, as we talked about, the district is pretty split between Democrats and Republicans and women are probably going to be the deciding voters at the door and uh, choice or uh, abortion is one of the top issues on women's mind by both most polls. Is it a hot button issue? Does crime trump it? Does education trump it? Is there an order you'd put those issues in? Yeah, that's a good question as well. So, you know, when, when the whole decision was made to, um, you know, push back and have the states make the decision regarding the abortion um, laws and rules, yeah, the, the topic, of course, came up at the doors. Um, I'm seeing it less and less now. But as I talk to people at the doors and at events, I learned that people on both sides of this issue have very strong feelings. And it is an emotional issue for so many people. One thing I hope I What I do understand now, because I'm not hearing it as much, is that Minnesotans understand that Minnesota has this law settled. Abortion is constitutionally protected, and it would take a vote of the people to make a change. Myself or my opponent can't change this abortion law. My guest is Kathleen Fowke. She's running for Senate in the Minnesota uh, District 45. It's one of the bellwethers that we're watching uh, as this election progresses. Kathleen, just the last couple of questions here. Um, when you think about pocketbook issues, I don't want to, you know, highlight this, but you live in probably and are running in probably one of the wealthiest areas of the state. Any sense of where people are at on tax policy related to the needs of the state or prioritizing state spending? Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
you know, what I'm hearing at the doors, of course, is the economy, crime and education concerns and economy is is right up there. We definitely need to ease the squeeze on the voters' wallets this go around and we can't continue to tax recklessly. Property taxes are pushing people out of the state that could remain here. And just, you know, going to fill up your glass tank, you know, in 2019, it was $2.46 a gallon. Today, it's $3.75 a gallon. I mean, this, my opponent wanted to raise gas taxes twice. We, we just cannot continue to just think it's okay to continue to tax our hardworking Minnesotans. We can do so much better. Even the cost of eggs, my goodness, is what, $4 for a dozen eggs? That's, that's extreme. We can do better. Can the legislature do anything about the cost of eggs? Well, they can. They can more than, you know, most voters probably think they can. We have all these mandates that are put on um, our small businesses and our large businesses. And that creeped in and stopped the transportation of, you know, goods and services to our stores. And by doing that and not um, fueling, literally fueling our economy and allowing our fuel to um, flow freely because we stopped um, the, the energy transition that we were moving so forward into, it's creating a situation at our stores and, a, and at our gas tanks that are costing Minnesotans more money than they should be paying. It's, you know, economics goes back to, it goes back to the energy system. If energy costs are high, we're all going to feel that squeeze in our wallets. Kathleen Pauk, thanks for joining me on Sunday Take. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. When we come back, we'll talk about the other districts to watch in the suburbs, as well as where we're headed as this race tightens. I'm Blaise Olson. You're listening to Sunday Take on News Talk 830 WCCO. The final guest this Sunday on Sunday Take is uh, Senator Steve Swadzinski. He's Senator from Eden Prairie. He's a former public school teacher. Uh, He knows his district. And the theme of this week's show is what are the suburbs going to do this year? Are they going to tighten or are they going to stay the way they have for the past two cycles? Uh, And I'm glad he joins me now. Senator, thanks for joining me. Thanks, boys. Glad to be here. So you represent Eden Prairie, which before you was represented by a Republican who now happens to be the chair of the GOP. Um, I've lived in Eden Prairie. I travel there often. I, I think of it as, you know, a, a upper middle income uh, suburban place that Republicans used to be, you know, comfortable in. You won. It's voted, uh, you know, for Democrats at the presidential level. Has Eden Prairie changed or what are you feeling in kind of now that you've been in the Senate, the mood of the of the district? Yeah, um, thanks, boys. Um, and I also in, in, um, represent a third of Minnetonka, just to yes. clarify. Yep. Good. I yep. don't want to leave my Minnetonka. Leave out those, if you leave out Minnetonka, they'll tell you, Steve. Just ask them. <laughs> so, you know, um, well, that's a lot of going on in that question. And so, you know, in 2016, when I first ran, it was, I'd basically say, a, a 50-50 purple district. It, like you alluded to, it had been a, a very, very conservative district for a long time. Um, and, you know, I taught in that district, that community, for 31 years. And 
I'd say, um, yeah, it was very, very um, red. And then things just changed out here. Um, the, the, the demographics, the, the climate thing, um, and we became a little bit more blue. I'd still say my district, boy, I'd say it's like 52% um, Democrat, 48 red, something like that. Um, yeah. People, yeah. So, anyways, but it, it's changing. It's um, and and you know this, boys, on the 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 future of um, um, of Minnesota right now. At least the next cycle is is going to be in the suburbs. Well, and that's what I focus this show on is because the mood of the suburbs it shifts, right? Um, the issues change. There's more independent voters. Uh, women in the suburbs tend to kind of decide statewide races, but you talk to them every day. What are you hearing at the door this year? What are the, you know, what are the top issues? What are the worries? Um, well, I did um, door knock yesterday and a guy talked to me about lack of work ethic. <laughs> well, I'd there never, you go. Yeah. So that was a new one. I'd never heard that one before, but I guess, you know, we always get those great stories from door knocking and, and I do love door knocking. It's just, uh, it's a, a great part of the job. But with that said, uh, June, July, and August, all anybody wanted to talk about and oftentimes yell about was um, the abortion ruling by the court. And okay. both sides, um, both sides were, were very angry. The, the left was yelling and the right was yelling. And, uh, and I'd say that was, well, I don't even want to embellish. Maybe 60, 70% of the people that I door knocked, that was the initial, um, what's the number one thing on your mind? And that's what yep. the report was okay. and then since then it's kind of become more of a third a third a third and of um so the last month or so of door knocking i've heard about a third abortion a third economic issues whether it's um inflation or the state of the economy and then the other third is um public safety and you think about a place like eden prairie prosperous a lot of home ownership but you know you have multifamily, and then minnetonka a little more wooded, the environment matters. Um, crime is different. It, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but it's different than in the core city. When public safety comes up, is it local or is it perception about the region? I think it's it's a perception. Um, so that's the a good word. People talk more out here about, um, you know, the, the, the perceived... Um, safety issues in, in statewide or me, certainly metro wide. Okay. Uh, out here in, in Minnetonka and Eden Prairie, we've, we've got a lot of catalytic converters that get stolen. We've had, um, a, a, you know, a machete wielding guy go through one of our grocery stores recently. And, 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 and we had a, um, a, a big, uh, a lockdown at Eden Prairie High School a week ago yep. today. Um, so the, um, for some people, it's perceived, um, public safety crime issues but it's also real out here so no that's good to understand because you do highlight issues that obviously they make the headlines and when they make the headlines and it happens in minnetonka or it happens in prairie then people are like well stuff like this isn't supposed to happen in minnetonka and in prairie right like uh and so i i feel you know i've said i've written that this is an election about feelings and how people are feeling about minnesota and about their community um, I'm talking to Senator Steve Swadzinski. He's a state senator from Eden Prairie. He's running uh, in Eden Prairie, Minnetonka, the new lines. It's a suburban district. He says it's a 52% D, 48% R district. Um, 
as you think about that mood of the voter and you've talked about the change in what they're talking about, um, is there any, um, are there any other issues? And I want to bring up schools because um, you're a former teacher, you know, the school system, Eden Prairie high school is a behemoth. Everybody points to it as an unfair athletic competitor, but we won't go into that today. Um, That's another show. That's a whole different show, Senator. But no, seriously, um, if they talk about education, what's on their mind? Wow. Well, God, um, they're concerned about class size a lot. That's one that comes up. They're concerned about uh, um, just the, the funding of schools hasn't kept up in the last 20 years or something. Okay. People that know how education funding works knows it's, it hasn't kept up. But when people say um, our schools – and I always ask them, you know, can you be more specific? And, you know, um, but, you know, I'm pretty blessed. I get to represent Hopkins, Eden Prairie, and Minnetonka school districts. And they're three of the finest. Um, so, yeah, people are pretty much happy with the schools out here. Okay. Um, let's now keep going. Um, when When they talk about the economy, because, again, um, these are prosperous areas compared to other parts of the state. Is it inflation? Is it job loss? Is it fear? Is it Biden? What 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 is it about the economy? Because, you know, all these polls say inflation or the economy, like they're two separate issues. And I'm mm-hmm. always like, that's the same issue for 99.9% of the world. Yeah. And what my go-to is always um, the one thing I remembered from Econ 101, it's when uh, unemployment is low, inflation is high, and and vice versa. And right now, you know, we've got the what I well, I'll tell someone when they'll say, you know, inflation's out of control. I'll I'll, I'll try to spin it that unemployment's at record. We have the lowest unemployment record of any state in U.S. history. And so, like I said, the one thing I remember from econ uh, was was that that'll lead to high inflation. So. Anybody that can figure that one out is going to get the Nobel Peace Prize in economics. Well, that's what I was saying is I, I, we've had high, low unemployment for a while and then we didn't have inflation and maybe it was artificial uh, because of interest rates and, and wages and, and kind of how this, you know, sets up. But let's go back to the work ethic oh, uh, yeah. door knocker. Um, that's an outlier, but I will tell you as I've traveled the state in the last few weeks, Labor is the number one issue. Finding people to work is the number one issue for businesses, no matter what industry you're in. Was this was this resident and constituent? Was this about young people, old people, work from home? What what was their view on the work? Yeah, out there? it was. Yeah, it was interesting. That what he um grew his um dad was a cement um concrete guy. And um, now this guy I was talking to was like, you know, in his 40s and his kids, like, don't want to change the oil in the car and all those things. So I, <laughs> I think I caught him at a bad time. There you go. <laughs> he was just like kids kids today, you know. And um, But this this worker shortage, 
Blois, um, it's probably the one constant in my six years in the Senate is um, people from McDonald's to, to, you know, corporate white collar to blue collar factory workers. People just can't find workers. And uh, so we've got a worker shortage and it's 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 it comes up out here at the door a lot. Um, One of the things that's come up, I'm doing um, some roundtables around the state is. Yeah you know, this idea of four-year college versus trade school versus mm-hmm. learn a skill. You, obviously you taught high school, you understand that transition and how we've pushed four-year colleges. Do you think attitudes are changing on that amongst the general public? Um, I think so. It's slow. We've, we've given a stigma, we being all of us, um, to, you know, when I go up to a, when I was still teaching, I'd see a former student in the hall their senior year. And I would just say, Hey, so, um, you know, Bill, or what, what's your plans for next year? And if their head went down, I knew exactly what they were going to say. Uh, I'm only going to Hennepin Tech or I'm only going to Normandale. And I don't know how, who's responsible for, you know, get, making that stigma for that child to feel shame for wanting a two year or a trade school. Um, but shame on all of us for doing that. So I hope um, anybody listening out there will go, yeah, I, I think I'm guilty of that. And maybe I shouldn't do that. So it'll, it, it, it's, it's been years in the making. So it'll probably take a while to get rid of that stigma. But hopefully we can do that and um, have kids look, find jobs that they love. That's a good observation because, you know, with a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old, um, I can tell you that I – I don't, the head hasn't dropped, but we, it's been the, you need to figure out what you have a passion about and figure that out. And then we'll figure out where you need to go or what you need to do. Um, and so I do think it's shifting, but I agree. It took years to get there. Um, final question as we go throughout this, um, how many more doors do you have to knock? And, um, and are you on pace or ahead of pace of previous years? No, 2016. I um I don't know if I'm six years older, but in 2016, I I could hit a hundred doors in in a in a day, and um and now I'm I'm if I hit 60, I'm like doing a rah rah um dance around the house. But people, I have found since um the difference be and because 2020 kind of doesn't count because it was COVID. Yeah. And, um, but the difference this year be um between 2016 and now is people want to chat, people want to talk. Yeah. And I'm finding it hard because I do enjoy my species. So I, I, I like talking with them. And, but boy, there's been times I'm 20, 25 minutes at the door talking to one person and, um, and enjoying every minute of it. But I think in 2016, after, you know, five or six minutes, I might have been off to the next door and they would have been done as well. But yeah, I, I don't know if it's because people haven't been to the door <laughs> in a couple of years. Yeah, no, I, I get that too, you know. People do want to talk. Friendly people want to talk no matter what they're talking about. So um, I think that's true. I had a drive-through conversation on the road this week that lasted like seven minutes. I was like, I thought the drive-through was supposed to be fast. So mm-hmm. there you go. Senator, thanks for joining me on Sunday Take. All right, boys. Thank you for having me. When it's Sunday, it's Sunday Take. Follow along all week at fluence-newsletters.com. Send them for Morning Take. I'll be with Vanita. And don't forget, Monday night, 6 o'clock, the Attorney General's Debate here on WCCO Radio with Keith Ellison, Jim Schultz, moderated by Jason DeRussia and Susie Jones. Until next week, be good. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.